0: Welcome to Con Expo Con Ag Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley.
1: This is Con Expo Con Ag Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. I think you're going to really enjoy today's discussion because we are all talking about collaborative resource scheduling and dispatching for heavy construction. But first, we want to remind you to subscribe to our 365 e-newsletter. This can help you really stay up-to-date on the technologies and trends impacting construction. And we've been writing about heavy equipment, drones, you name it, it's there. And there's some really great content. And you can do that by visiting conexpoconag.com slash subscribe. So let's go back to today's show. We'll be talking all about collaboration, and the construction industry is unique in that it requires collaboration both internally as well as external partners. And when you add in assets like heavy equipment, managing these resources truly can be challenging. Even more, construction companies, as all of you know, need to know where all of your assets are. And in the past, this information hasn't been readily available. Construction professionals, you know, as all of you would think about this, you use whiteboards and spreadsheets and sticky notes kind of to keep track of all the things that you had. But that just doesn't cut it on large projects with hundreds of assets. The good news is really technology is really helping and it can provide a way, I think, to centralize all of this information. And as contractors, you can easily schedule and dispatch today, which is really great. And so that is what we're going to kind of discuss here on this episode of the podcast. And as always, we're joined by a really terrific guest. And I'm excited because Doug Seiler, who's the Senior Business Analyst at B2W Software. Doug, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Peggy. So, Doug, let's get right to it. I'm pretty excited when we talk about all the trends and things that are happening in the construction space. And I think you guys know it better than most. But let's talk about what is meant, I think, by the concept of real-time collaborative scheduling. Because I think there's a lot of folks out there who might not understand that. And I think it has a lot of double meanings to it. But what do you think it means when we when we talk about it?
0: Well, we look at it as it's a platform that lets managers, no matter where they are, to view the availability of resources, the availability of crews, what equipment moves are scheduled, and there is no lag. There's no waiting to submit something. There's no waiting for a schedule to come out. They can see when changes have been made immediately, and identify conflicts when people have requested the same pieces of equipment especially with with contractors that have specialty equipment where somebody needs to have it at at a certain place at a certain time and everybody's trying to get that same piece of equipment so it it is truly real time it's collaborative if someone makes a change it's applied to the schedule and everyone can see it resource requests from the field are seen immediately The requester can see if the request has been fulfilled. So it's truly centralized data. Specific equipment can be checked for availability. Views can range from, I just want to see what flaggers are scheduled. I just want to see the equipment. I just want to see the equipment moves. I want to see crews. So it's truly, as things change, people can have access to it. They know if a piece of equipment is going to be available two weeks from now. They know if it's available next week. So it's truly a a, uh, a real-time view of what's happening in the field.
1: And, you know, Doug, that's really interesting because when we talk about big assets, sometimes we really don't know where those big assets are. And when you say that in real time, it makes a big difference because when we think about RFIs and we think about that, it, a lot of times having access to that information can make a difference about whether you get a project done on time or not. And I think that's what you're talking about, having that real-time asset when you made that comment about no lags. I mean, that changes the ability of knowing whether a project's going to be done on time and profitable or not. And we talk about projects being done on time, and the things that you just said right now, it makes that big difference about that real ability to see that right i mean isn't that what you're saying
0: yes everybody can see if especially if you've got say you've got uh six d5 dozers. you've got them all scheduled out you've got an overlap two weeks from now where you've got a request for eight you only have five do you want to go and rent three is somebody really using that piece of equipment or are they hoarding it so we run into that all the time where you want to be able to see, sh- it, it's better for resource planning. You can smooth it out over a period of time if someone can do without one or actually use a, a, a substitute, maybe use a different size or a different, uh, a different piece of equipment. The planning is, is much more efficient.
1: And when you talk about that scheduling and planning, and I love the word hoarding. That's a new, that's going to be my new best friend word though, because hoarding makes a difference because if you're not in something sitting idle, that is makes a difference in whether you have to rent something because idle equipment is just like money lost, it's like you're burning money in the fireplace, right? I mean, that's just crazy, right? Overall,
0: exactly. And one one of the the key points is to be the ability to the data. It's not just on a piece of paper somewhere. It's not something somebody wrote down or on a whiteboard. Having that data to know where is a piece of equipment scheduled, you can look at where was it scheduled versus the hours that were reported on it, whether through telematics or usage hours reported in a field log, all that data ties together where you can look at whether you're truly using the piece of equipment that is sitting on a job.
1: And talk about that because it's not only about equipment usage that you just described. It's also about all those other things that you just talked about. It's about maintenance. It's all that other telematics information to get the best usage out of that piece of equipment to keep it in that idle time, to keep that best, that equipment running efficiently and not having it be broken, being at the best job site at the right time, that real-time information is maximizing that heavy piece of equipment so you're getting the most out of that equipment at the best time, at the best locations. That's what you're talking about in that real-time information that you talk about, that platform, that's where it becomes really maximizing it to the best of its ability, right?
0: Exactly, and and it gives you the ability for the... Uh, maintenance department to look at a schedule and see where a piece of equipment is scheduled out. As you're pulling in your telematics and your, your, uh, usage and your meter readings, as your, pre- your, your preventive maintenance programs are due to be triggered, you can see if that piece of equipment is scheduled out and can you get a replacement in because you know you've got to get that piece of equipment back to the shop. Also the, the visibility from the field end to see if a piece of equipment is down. So a certain piece of equipment can be flagged as being down so they don't show as available. So therefore, your schedulers aren't scheduling a piece of, avail- piece of equipment that happens to be in the shop that they may not be aware of. So that truly... The true visibility of the status of a piece of equipment from the field to the scheduler to the uh, maintenance department in one unified platform is, is really powerful.
1: So are we really talking about these are the best or worst case scenarios for illustrating offline or online when we're really talking about how we're dispatching or using you know, your platform. I mean, what, what are we talking about here? We got maintenance that's maximizing it. But how do you dispatch now this? So now you're saying, Hey, this is for maintenance. But how are you dispatching and scheduling this equipment so maintenance is saying, "Hey, I've got to repair this. I've got to make sure we're maximizing it and the best life out of this piece of equipment." Yet at the best, as always, saying it should be at this location at this time. It needs to be at this location. How, how are you playing those kind of? It's like a chessboard kind of, right? I mean, you're 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 kind of are checkers. I don't know how, how are you being able to schedule accordingly with that
0: well that that's one of the the strong pieces is knowing the equipment availability and knowing where it needs to be you can you can really schedule your moves more efficiently in in live view of a map you can see where each piece of equipment is located. what's the most efficient way to move it is are there accidents are there traffic issues? moving it from one job to the next, uh what's the closest job, what's the best best route to get there. So all of that is visible with, within your schedule. So you have that ability to to see exactly where it's going from, where it's going to. Even even the example of uh if you're if you're sending a driver out to pick up a piece of equipment, a low bed driver, he can see exactly by GPS location or by geofence where it may be located on a job. So the the other element that's that's relative there is you, you can establish within the system exact sites within a job. You can have plant sites. You can have office sites, job sites. So all of that is shared across the entire system. So it's not as if someone's referring to a job site as something different than another person knows it as. So we, we we see that as an example where somebody may think they're going to a certain job because that's what someone calls it. So it, it, it keeps the same information across the entire system.
1: When you look at this, are there things that we have to think about? Because you just mentioned, you know, GPS and geofencing, because I think that's you're getting some great GPS tracking out of this. And that, I think, is great. And you've talked about that. And the idea, I would assume now that you're able to do some things with decreasing theft with that because you're scheduling maintenance and idle time. And we talked about maybe even fuel consumption. You're maximizing all that. But are there liabilities then on the other side of this that you have to think about with some of these technologies or, or just the way you're managing, you know, uh, on the visibility side with the driver? I know one thing you said just in the, the sense of how they have to be kind of watching or using some of this equipment. I mean, what, what are the other things you have to think about?
0: Well, so, some of the real, the, um, you know, the risks associated with, you know, a non, uh, shared system non collaborative non real time is you you've got multiple locations companies are spread out all over the place and everyone can't get into an office to sit down and discuss scheduling
1: it's just not it's not an
0: efficient use of everyone's time everybody's using different communications things get lost in the process whether they're texting emailing phoning uh just shared spreadsheets it it gets very very difficult for individuals even that need to see specific schedules you may have somebody that just looks at equipment moves another person that just looks at the crews on the jobs another person that's that's looking at just scheduling flaggers so you start to eliminate those cumbersome pieces by giving everybody their own you know their own piece of the system you can have it so that your folks in the field submit their request by a certain time and a certain day of the week then they can those requests can be fulfilled and then you can have a collaborative discussion or review of a schedule without everyone having to go to one place so it you're you're eliminating a lot of manual a lot of risk of something not being updated or not showing on the latest on the latest version you don't have people showing up at jobs at the wrong time because something changed the day before Little elements like that that are there are huge savings because we need to be more efficient. We need to use our equipment more efficiently. And so it's 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 all those little pieces start to close the gap of risk.
1: And part of what's happened before is we we were kind of doing things so manually. By automating some of this now, we're becoming more efficient, which helps us. At the same time, how is the industry overall adapting? I mean, the numbers show that the platform market is really going to soar. I mean, I think I saw some numbers that it's going to be almost, I think something close to 12 billion by 2023. But are we really seeing that the construction industry says, look, we've really got to adapt to these things because the telematics, you know, for compact loaders and things like this is going to really adopt to it. And the application platform market is going to adapt to it. And, you know, the, and we look overall, OEM application, telematics systems are are booming. So all of these things, you put them all together, it, it's you you have no choice, right? But are we as an industry starting to embrace it? Or are we still kind of slowly not moving as well as we should, but yet the machines are putting it, the telematics are going on, you know, like I just described on the OEM side of it?
0: Oh Absolutely. I think as as an industry, I've you know been in the industry for a long time, and we you know the the excuses we made ten years ago of our guys aren't ready, we're not ready for this technology to put in the hands of, of the guys in the field. We were still collecting time by you know on paper uh, Excel sheets, anything that you know paper napkins would come in. So I think we've gone beyond that with the technology in everyone's hands advancing so quickly. Everybody has an iPhone. Everyone has an Android. So with, with the advancement of technology where we've got electronic time capture systems that, you know, that we utilize in our track platform, it's, it's all there. It's in people's hands. I think it's just, it's so ripe for people to be able to just look up what is my schedule, where am i headed, do i have the resources coming. It's second nature now. It's the next step. We you know i think we've broken through that barrier of our guys just aren't ready for the technology in the field. It's it's been a huge step in the past 10 years.
1: And looking at that right now customer wise, what types of customers now are saying we get it. It's we can't live without it now. I mean, you're seeing construction company. You have a lot of construction companies that this is not a. We are thinking about it. It's a we must have. We can't ha- We can't do it without it kind of scenario.
0: Yeah, they're realizing. I think. I think a lot of that is, is companies are trying to do more with less. And if you've got a lot of inefficiencies in in, in you know, your equipment that may be sitting idle, individuals who don't really know where they need to go and and I think it's it's at the point where companies don't want to shuffle paper they don't want to hand hand uh uh you know notes off to each other and send in a schedule request it's at the point where there's no reason not to not to be able to communicate instantly and I think it our the ability to connect from the field is it's is so easy now that uh companies are have just grown beyond the manual process.
1: Do you have some examples of customers right now that are really embracing what you guys are doing as a platform as a service right now?
0: Oh yeah, we we have companies that have taken on the entire platform, where they've got mechanics in the field utilizing tablets and uh, creating work orders. We've got uh, companies that that are that are on the. Track system and, and putting in daily field logs. Yet they can put in a repair request for a piece of equipment. They can put in a notification that there's issues with a piece of equipment. They can put in a request for specific resources. So it it just makes sense to to be able to uh, utilize uh, those same resources across the entire platform, where somebody isn't miss. uh you are writing down the wrong equipment number when they write down that something needs to be repaired, the notification is immediate from the field. It gets put on a schedule. Somebody knows that it's unavailable. The uh, dispatcher knows that he's got to move piece, new piece of equipment out there. So it's it, the companies that have taken that on have found that just their even just their equipment uptime has has improved. They're not having a piece of equipment go beyond its scheduled uh preventive maintenance they can work around it within the job schedules so it's it's all right there readily available and we've had companies that are uh have just embraced the entire platform because it is all shared information
1: so I'm on your website right now, and you've got customers like AJ Coleman, and you've got mm-hmm. customers like Casella Construction. Are these the kind of customers you're talking about that are looking at what you guys are doing and are saying, look, we understand from a an estimating or, or a scheduling kind of thing that they see from a platform perspective? I see like uh, when I look at customers like Casella, they're using it from a platform perspective.
0: Absolutely, yeah. They, they've they've embraced the entire platform with uh, the maintain program, with track, with schedule, and and it's they were very fragmented. They they used a different system for each of uh, each of those processes, whether it was on paper or whether it was uh, through a through a, a, another maintenance program or just in Excel. And they just found it very cumbersome to keep the resources up to date, to keep everything the same. Now it's all just in one spot. Everybody is looking at the same list of resources, the same employees, the same crews, the same jobs. Everything is there without having to keep multiple lists up to date.
1: Talk to me about the downside of this. I know when we talk about construction, is a, we talk about safety as being so important. And there's been some discussion right now if we've got contractors and GCs, you know, with, and subs with iPads and iPhones. And we're looking at apps and we've got big dozers and cranes and things moving around. we got a lot of distraction. Do we have to worry that when we start putting devices in the hands of a lot of people, you know, we're talking about sometimes in some Sites, we're talking a couple thousand, right? At at any given time, that we have to worry that there's too much going on. Now we're getting to making them sometimes too busy again. We've got to worry about things moving too fast. Is this going to be a concern at some point?
0: I I think, as as the tech, I I don't think you're going to see the technology in the hands of every, every individual uh throughout the day, I think a lot of this is reporting as needed or going to to look at an update as needed but I think as the technology is evolving so is the so is the safety uh sort- you know the technology related to safety i think we're we're gonna see more and more of the sensing units where uh you, you an operator is gonna see if somebody's near them if a vehicle's near them without even you know without even having to look around as, as uh, you know, I think as technology evolves, we see more and more of that coming out. So I don't think the risk of putting the device in somebody's hands, I, th- I think it's, it's. Uh, I don't think there's so much of a risk there.
1: How about in general the idea of getting everybody to work cohesively, you know, getting the schedules and the dispatchers to work with maintenance? Are we starting to see that kind of environment come together You know, because in manufacturing, we always saw kind of these islands of automation. How are we starting to see because we have architects having to be on job sites now and maintenance and contractors, everybody's having to work together. And that's a different environment than what was several years ago. We're all starting to have to work together. And that's a little different, I think, in a construction world.
0: Well, I think what's changing that as well is what's driving that is the data is there. Somebody can't hide. Somebody can't, uh, as we referred to earlier about hoarding a piece of equipment, somebody knows where a piece of equipment is. They know if it's being used. And the responsibility is being driven back to operations managers to get the utilization on equipment to make sure that the revenue is getting back to the shops to offset the expense of ownership and and repairs. So I think the accountability is, is building because the data is there as well. So I think that starts to tie different departments together that used to somewhat work against each other to try and get the the edge.
1: And do you see right now, are you see things trending up? I mean, there's been a lot of fast change in construction. I mean, construction's always been an industry in general where... They've wanted to move, but they've not been fast at moving. And we talked about it at the onset of this conversation. But now they see they have to embrace the changing tide. They have to embrace technology because it's helping them be. And in fact, we we have some other things kind of working against us. We don't have enough skilled workers. So now we have to get more people on the job site to understand how to use all this. And there's a lot more projects so now we're we're kind of working against time, so to speak. How do you see all of this coming to fruition as we start seeing more projects coming into it, especially when we talk about heavy construction and things like that? Well,
0: I, I think as as we see technology building and, and more requirement for technology in the industry, I think that I think it's going to draw a, a little bit better interest into the industry, where before it was looked at as a low tech, uh, boring. Was it wasn't that exciting, and i and I think we're getting I think we're getting a lot more response from uh, younger guys coming out of uh, out of school that want to get involved in the industry. A lot of it you see whether it's uh, grading technology. I had a discussion with a company the other day where they they've they've got people just yeah you know, we were talking about the old days of doing layout in the field and just where that's gone with the technology and loading maps into. In, in, you know, different softwares for your, for your grading and uh, capabilities of, of the equipment these days. It's not a low-tech industry. It's it's evolving very quickly, and I think that's going to draw more interest.
1: Well, I have to tell you, Doug, this has been great having you on the show. I really, really appreciate it. So, Doug Seiler, you're the Senior Business Analyst for B2W Software. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh,
0: thanks, thanks for having me.
1: All right. Well, hopefully our conversation today has really illustrated how technology can help construction companies optimize resources and really technologies can help teams work together. And I think we're seeing a lot of that here. Well, that's all the time we have today. So join us next time as we continue to talk about all the great technologies that are happening in this space. And ConExpo, Radio is brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Stay up to date on the technologies and trends impacting the construction industry by subscribing to our 365 e-newsletter. And you can do that by visiting conexpoconag.com slash subscribe. Thank you for tuning in to Con, Con Ag Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers.